it's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live, where your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, code breaking news, culture, matic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Speaking about the separation of money and state, first time, I think in history, a libertarian candidate just got elected to a major country. I'm talking about the country of Argentina. And of course, I'm talking about President Javier Mali. It feels really, really good to say that. Uh, he's been on record not only saying that he wants to dismantle the state, he wants to dismantle the central bank of Argentina, and he's also a big fan of Bitcoin. In fact, he's a fan of people choosing what currency they want to use. So this is a major, major victory for the freedom movement overall. Uh, Max and Stacy have been talking about it on Twitter. Naim Bukele started the fire, right? Perhaps uh, Javier Mali is carrying on the torch, right? We know that Javier Mali has already spoken very highly of Naim Bukele, specifically Naim Bukele's po uh, political strategies and whatnot on how to really change things up for the better. But this is huge. I, I think that a lot of us were discouraged when he initially lost the primary. And I think seeing so much BS over the last couple of years, you just don't really have high expectations for things to go your way. So this was a pleasant surprise. It really, really was. It really was. And he won by, I think it was like 10 percentage points, right? So it was a very, very, very big deal. Uh, the speech that he gave, his victory speech was awesome. He says that basically he's going to return Argentina to greatness with ideas, not reinventing the wheel, but implementing ideas that we know have worked in the past. What are those ideas? The respect of private property, the respect of free markets, and most importantly, the respect of individual liberty. And those are the things that he believes are going to bring back Argentina to prosperity. What a lot of people don't remember is that Argentina used to be a very, very wealthy nation. And then they went down through, uh, without without choosing sides too harshly, they went down, you could say, the collectivist path, path and they chose... Uh, some collectivist policies that really, really hurt the economy, right? It's the, to benefit the few at the expense of the many, to benefit the state, to benefit the bureaucratic elite while everyone else gets poorer, right? So it's not going to be an easy road. Uh, it's, uh, I think it was, I forget who described it, but basically to get off these fiat politics or these fiat economics, it really, really is like trying to get off a drug. You are going to go through some type of withdrawal period, uh, the withdrawal of getting away from easy money. Uh, but eventually you have to, you know, eventually, eventually you have to pay the bill. Right. So really, really hopeful for Argentina. Hopefully this this freedom bug, this freedom virus spreads worldwide. We had Max Kaiser tweet out earlier this morning. He says that in the beginning of 2024, you know, you could have three other countries follow El Salvador's Bitcoin strategy and make potentially Bitcoin legal tender. So I think everyone's excited. Uh, we still have a lot to see, uh, you know, if if um, Javier Mali is true to his word, we don't know that yet. 
but I can tell you something without a shadow of a doubt, it is definitely a step in the right direction. When you have a president saying, I want to end the central bank, uh, that's a huge deal. That's a very, very big effing deal. Anyways, I want to bring up my legendary co-host, always optimistic. How you doing, Opti? I am doing wonderful. It's, uh, you know, before we get called simply status by our, our chat trolling no, no, us. No, no, I have, I have, I have a, I have a <laughs> I bunch know, I know. of I'm, I'm tweets just, to cover that. I'm trolling the chat that's going to troll us. I, I know, I know where this is going. I, I think it's, it's very, very interesting because can you guys feel the vibe shift? I think the, the silver lining of this story is not so much that, uh, you know, anarcho-capitalist libertarian, got elected for presidency in Argentina or someone that is open to currency competitions. It's more that people are wanting to try new things out there. And, you know, you know me, I'm not the biggest proponent of voting, but it seems like Argentina wants to try something different. It seems like Bukele has sparked something in South America and we are seeing this play out in real time. So I think the next six to 12 months is going to be very interesting to see what happened with Malay and, and, um, his presidency and everything going on out there. So it's definitely newsworthy and something to be watching and talking about because again, guys, the Bitcoin signal is spreading and whether he is actively making Bitcoin legal tender. Liberty, liberty, liberty is, is spreading. spreading. Liberty is spreading. Freedom is spreading. Let's go. All right. No more delay. I do want to bring up our very special guest. We have Zach Herbert. He is the CEO and founder of foundation devices. They make the passport hardware wallet, which are freaking awesome. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. Wait, for could having we me. do it at the same time? Could we sandwich Zach in between two passports? <laughs> oh, we got three passports. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surrounded by passports right now. So. Yeah, here, let, let's pull them up. Nico, uh, give people what are we talking about on culture? Let's give them the context. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I tweeted. So, okay. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give the. The TLDR. Basically, I had an experience on Friday with my family uh, in regards to Bitcoin and self-custody that just made me come to the realization. And I tweeted this out. It went absolutely viral. And that's why I reached out to Zach. I said, unpopular opinion, self-custody is currently too challenging for the average person. Uh, and I just... Because I think Bitcoiners, we live in this echo chamber and we're like, dude, this is so easy. All you're going to do is 12, write down 12 words, stamp it in metal, like bada bing, bada boom. Your money's in self-custody. But for the normie, for someone who's been outsourcing the personal responsibility of the storage of their wealth for their entire life, for people that have been living in the fiat matrix, um, it's not so easy, bro. <laughs> and that's exactly what you guys are trying to solve over at Foundation. Isn't that right, Zach? Yeah, we're trying. It's uh, it's difficult. I think we've made some good progress with it, um, you know. But this is the exact kind of thing we argue about within the company every single day. You know, we have people like uh, Bitcoin Q and A on the team, who's a legendary, you know, Bitcoin privacy educator, and you know, he swears by seed words. Um, and then we have others that are saying this is just so hard. You know, it's so hard to get. Uh, mom or friend or someone who's completely new to the space, right? To actually write down these words and then remember where they put them one year, two years, you know, three years later when they come back to them. And so we're, we're doing everything we can to try to figure out like, how do we keep the like open source approachable 
uh, type architectures. We want to stay within the ethos, right, of Bitcoin, not like Ledger Recover. That's a, it's a perfect <laughs> example. Of, well, what that's a, a perfect example, <laughs> right? That you start with the same premise that you have, right? Self custody is too hard. Okay, we're going to collect your KYC and your ID, and we're going to just take your seed and we're going to like share it to custodians. Like that's a perfect example of how you go in the totally wrong direction here. So um, it's hard. You got to balance it all, but I, I think we're making some some progress. Absolutely. I would say you guys, first and foremost, are the ones who are really exclusively, really, really heading towards that aspect because not to mention anybody specific and whatnot. I love all Bitcoin companies, but a lot of Bitcoin, a lot of Bitcoiners responses to my tweet were just like, Bitcoin isn't for everybody. And I'm yeah. like, okay, we, we got bro. one literally right here in the chat. <laughs> Uh, Lightning Goat says, yeah. hate to break it to you, normies will never get it. Ju they just follow along onto a Bitcoin standard and continue trusting third parties. Yeah, I mean, but remember, guys, self-custody is the revolution. Like, that's that's what you guys have to understand. Like, you guys want things to change. You need millions upon millions of individuals holding their own wealth. Like, that's how things change. If you just have a bunch of people holding a Bitcoin ETF or holding their Bitcoin with a custodian, they will literally do the things that they've been doing for years. It's the same thing. And then the one day you'll just wake up and they'll say, you wanna take self-custody? Remember what Elizabeth Warren, she's already been planting the seeds. Self-custody is a sophisticated method of, uh, of, you know, of uh, circumventing laws and regulations. Like, so that's, I think their end goal is to get rid of self-custody altogether. Uh, but if enough people are educated about the benefits of self-custody, if enough people are uh, are taking self-custody already, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to do that, for them to implement that. Because the reason that they're able to get away with that is because people are uninformed. And because people are uninformed, they're able to feed them certain narratives, where, which aren't true, right? That somehow self-custody is a danger to society. Writing down 12 words is bad. <laughs> you know, holding one of these is bad, right? Um, but anyways, we're going to talk about all that today. Great discussion overall. We're going to talk about the election in Argentina. It's going to be a great show. We got some memes. So bunker down, sit back, relax, enjoy the ride, and let's do this. The Bitcoin Numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seeds Do-It-Yourself Kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamp seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. All right, guys, I made it super easy for you guys. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now, It'll take you directly to the Stamp Seed website where you can use promo code simply to get 15% off anything on the Stamp Seed website. Don't put yourself in a position where you have to explain to your grandchildren why you lost their Bitcoin because you stored it. You stored your seed words on paper. Don't do that. Store it on titanium. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 
36,925 sats per dollar, 2,707 block height, 817,679 blocks to having 22,321 having estimate April 20th, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 5,333 Bitcoin capacity value, 197 million US dollars realized monetary inflation, 1.75%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin, $723 billion with the B. Bitcoin versus gold market cap, 5.43%. In the grand scheme of things, Bitcoin is still a tiny little baby. Anyways, what I want to talk about today specifically is uh, I saw this crazy video that was originally reposted by Bitcoin Mindset. It's a clip from Peter McCormack's podcast, What Bitcoin Did. And this is Robert Breedlove. And and he blows my mind on this one. I'm going to play it and then we'll talk about it. Let's check it out. Central banking is an institutionalized system of time theft because ultimately the fruits of your labor are a product of your time or energy, right? Time and energy used synonymously here. We printed $6 trillion in 2020, right? In the U.S., the average annual U.S. salary is $60,000, roughly. That's 100 million years stolen, <laughs> right? Through the counterfeiting of currency. If each human works from the age of 20 to 70, so it's about 50 productive years per human, the counterfeiting of $6 trillion USD equals the stealing of 2 million human lives worth of productive labor, right? This is a, it's a, ma- like, mm-hmm. to try to make it real, yeah. like it's a real massive problem. And then of course, the plausible deniability that's built into inflation, right? It's Putin's fault. It's Beyonce's fault. It's the supply chains. It's everything but the central bank. So again, we're back to that romantic lie, the deception and the stealing going hand in hand. I think this is hopefully what we can deliver as as Bitcoiners is pulling back the veil on this bullshit. Okay. And the reason I want to play you guys that video is because remember what just happened in Argentina last night. People voted against the central bank, the idea of a central bank, the idea of theft. And that's exactly what Breedlove was saying. And he broke it down. I love the way he did the math. And how much time is really being stolen based on the amount of money that is being that was printed? This is what Argentina just voted against last night. They literally said "f you" to the. This man has a chainsaw. I'm gonna play you all, all you guys, the video. And he literally chainsaws plastic central banks. He has hammers and he breaks them. I think there was a video of him doing it with the pinata. Okay. And, you know, in terms of the Overton window, which we talk about this, which is the idea of there's a window of acceptable discourse. The fact that people in Argentina that were so fed up with 143% inflation voted in a guy that vocally is not only saying he's going to end the system of central banking, but he correctly identified where the economic hardships are coming from while his opposition and the legacy corporate media continue to gaslight him tells me that we're right over the target and that we're winning, right? First domino was El Salvador. 
El Salvador didn't doesn't they you know they outsourced their monetary policy to the U.S., but they just brought in Bitcoin, right? So they have two currencies competing against each other. Now Argentina, Argentina is a G20 country. It's a massive country. It's a lot of people, 45 million people population. And the fact that you have the president that just got elected saying, I want to end the central bank is a big effing deal. And I, and I really got to say, like, I really got to give credit where credit is due. This is Naim Bukele. This is Natalie Burnell. This is Robert Breedlove. This is Peter McCormack. These are all these Bitcoin content creators that have massive platforms that have been getting these ideas into the consciousness of the mainstream for everyone around the world. And if you live in a country where you have an unstable fiat currency, you, I bet your bottom dollar, you are asking the very simple question, what is money, right? Anyways, I want to pass it on to Zach and then Opti. Yeah, I love this guy. Um, I think what you said is totally correct, but I want to add to this fact that, uh, you know, when we're in really inflationary times, even hyperinflation, I think oftentimes the population can be manipulated, right? They could be manipulated into blaming the wrong thing, blaming something else for the inflation. I mean, we saw that with, you know, Germany, uh, you know, with the rise of Hitler uh, in the 30s. And instead, we have a population that overwhelmingly uh, votes in the guy who's blaming the central banks, who's a libertarian and who's an Austrian economist. Uh, so this is absolutely incredible news. For me, it's, it's, it's partially about the candidate, but it's for me even more about the population being aware enough, the people of Argentina being able to identify that it's the central bankers, it's the central banks, it's the money printing, you know, that's the problem. And I think that is a truly historic moment. The fact that his victory was so decisive um, was absolutely historic. And for the first time, actually, I have some amount of hope when it comes to democratic elections, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> oh man. I, I do. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm holding my, I'm going to hold myself back here. Anyways, Opti, um, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, first off those numbers there, uh, that Breedlove was talking about, what, what do you say? 2 million lives stolen? Like that's it's once you, once you really like put it in something, I don't know, digestible, palatable for people to understand what is actually going on. It, it really blows your mind just like how much destruction is is being made by central bankers, by the fact that they're printing trillions of dollars. Like big numbers are hard for us to imagine. And like a trillion is such a huge number that it's just like, all right, whatever. Like over a million, you're just like, you can't even comprehend what this means. And they're printing trillions and they will continue to print trillions. And the amount of theft that has happened through inflation is just, and this is just the US. Like it's absolutely insane that this is the status quo. And everyone out there is gaslit into not understanding what inflation is. You know, we say it all the time inflation is theft, it's that silent theft. And I was editing one of our articles this morning and it, it will drop soon. I, I'm going back and forth with a guest art, uh, guest writer for us. And uh, he quoted the Bastiat quote of the seen and unseen consequences of economic actions. And it's like, it's just, it's so obvious to Bitcoiners, to Austrian economists, to anyone that is really aware of how the, the financial system works, that printing more money harms millions and millions of people 
And yet, for some reason, the average person still just doesn't even understand basic economics and and that money printing makes them poorer and all this stuff. And it's just like it's such an uphill battle. But it it truly is just devastating when you get to the numbers of just how much harm central banks have caused on humanity. It's just incre- it's incredible that this is the status quo for the last hundred years. And, and now we finally have a fix. We finally have a solution. And of course it is Bitcoin, something that cannot get debased. Like it, it, it really, it really I, I'm like, it's depressing on one hand. And then it's like very hopeful on the other hand, because it's like, Oh wow, we actually have a solution for this. And this is why we constantly talk about simply Bitcoin. This is why we show up every single day and do our best to try to orange pill people to at least plant the ideas of freedom, plant the ideas that inflation is theft. And in time people will, you know, they'll feel the pain of inflation and they'll look for solutions as we're seeing happen in Argentina. So Amen. it's happening. It's, it's slow, but surely it is happening. Amen to that. All right, guys, before we move on to the news, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Bitcoin 2024. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference on planet Earth, July 25th through the 27th in Nashville, Tennessee. It's not going to be in Miami this year. You want to get your tickets quickly before the prices go up for a GA ticket. It's $349 for an industry pass. It's $849. That gives you access to industry day and discounted hotel rates. And for $4,749, that gets you the whale pass. That gives you access to the deep backstage VIP lounge. Also, uh, premium seating and VIP viewing. Last year, I got to meet Tulsi Gabbard backstage. It was absolutely awesome. You definitely don't want to miss the biggest Bitcoin conference of the year. Bitcoin 2024, July 25th through the 27th in Nashville, Tennessee. Use promo code SIMPLY to get a 10% discount to your tickets. All right, everybody, let's hit the news. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, I made it super easy for you guys. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now. I'll take you directly to the Foundation Devices website where you can get yourself a passport hardware wallet. Remember, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Get yourself a Bitcoin hardware wallet. Opti, we should sandwich uh, Zach again one more time, right? <laughs> let's sandwich him. Uh, let's let's do it full screen. Yep, he's sandwiched right now. Anyways, guys, check it out. Get yourself a passport. It is, it is freaking awesome. Easy to use. Open source. Gorgeous design. All right, guys, let's talk about the election. The historic election. First libertarian candidate ever to win a presidential election in a big country. This, this has never happened before. This We're headed into uncharted territory. And you know how I know we're over the target? Just based on the uh, corporate media's response to this. Check out this article by the New York Times. Argentina elects Javier Mali in victory for far right. 
Argentina's next election is a libertarian economist whose brash style and embrace of conspiracy theories has parallels with those of Donald Trump. Check out The Guardian. Who is Javier Mali? Argentina's new far-right El Loco takes the stage. Oh, man. Likened to Wolverine and Trump, nicknamed the Madman, the former TV pundit is known for his prolific swearing and pledge to take a chainsaw to the machinery of the state. Right. I think uh, I think we might be over the target, boys. Anyways and girls, Argentina takes leap into unknown with Javier Mali as president. Libertarian promises to dollarize economy, shut down central bank. Mali to take office December 10th after beating a Peronist candidate. It goes on to say libertarian outsider Javier Mali won Argentina's presidency, promising a radical shakeup to fix decades of policy mismanagement, a strategy that resonated with a populace suffering under a nose diving economy and one of the world's fastest inflation rates. With 99% of ballots counted after Sunday's election, Mali took 56% of the votes to 44% for economy minister, uh, minister Sergio Massa of the incumbent left-wing Paranos coalition. According to the official electoral authority, the scale of his victory was unexpected and Massa conceded before the results were released. Goes on to say, to, this is part of his victory speech last night, today starts the rebuilding of Argentina. Mali told the jubilant crowd at his campaign headquarters in Buenos Aires, there's no room for gradual measures. I definitely recommend that speech. It was absolutely epic. Now I'm going to play you guys three videos of multiple instances of this guy absolutely going ham. And before I play you guys the video, we have to talk about the concept of the Overton window because it's very, very important. So the Overton window is the range of, of policies politically acceptable to the mainstream population at a given time. So we have unthinkable, radical, acceptable, sensible, popular policy, right? If you would have told me five years ago that a candidate who is literally chainsawing a plastic central bank and saying that he wants to end the central bank in terms of the Overton window, you would think that is unthinkable or even radical, right? But Argentinians have suffered to such an extent that now that has, I would say, it's popular. And if Mali does his job, it could eventually become policy where they end the central bank altogether. And that is a very, very big deal because it will prove to other countries that you can have a modern nation state without a central bank. Remember Robert Breedlove's a statement on what Bitcoin did with Peter McCormack. Remember that. Um, it's really important that we, and it, it, it's, it's really psychological warfare. Like if you break it down for people to understand that there is an alternative system. Anyways, I'm going to play you guys some of these videos because they're absolutely hilarious. Here is a throwback to 2021. President Mali as captain and cap striking down Argentina's central bank with Thor's hammer. You couldn't make this shit up if you tried. El Banco Central está haciendo de las suyas de nuevo. Creo que es hora de cerrarlo. De una buena vez. ¡Destrucción! 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 
Yeah, what a chat. I wish our politicians did stuff like this. <laughs> While he was striking the hammer and breaking down the 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 plastic central bank, he literally said he's like, fuck inflation. <laughs> he just kept beating it down. Absolutely hilarious. So this is one of the uh, famous interviews where he was talking about Bitcoin. I'm going to play it little by little so I can translate uh, for our audio listeners. But for our video listeners, there is captions. So in media, people talk about Bitcoin all the time. So people don't really know what Bitcoin is, but there are some people that look at it as an alternative form of currency. Do you think it's possible for, to, to have that discussion in Argentina? <laughs> so without even addressing like the Bitcoin issue, he just says the first thing that you don't understand is that central banking is a scam. Es un mecanismo por el cual los políticos estafan a las personas de bien con el It's a scheme where politicians uh, scam, uh, you know, people uh, through inflationary tax. Puesto inflacionario. El Bitcoin lo que está representando es la vuelta del dinero a su creador originario. What Bitcoin represents is the return of money back to the private market, the private sector. Es el sector privado. El, el dinero es una invención del sector privado para resolver problemas, digamos, de lo que tiene que ver con en una economía de truco. So, and then he goes on to say that money is actually an invention of the private market and he continues. So, he correctly identified because remember in the Genesis block, it literally said, uh, you know, part of Satoshi's motivations, right? 2008, 2009, that that was literally, you know, in the middle of the, the great financial recession, 2008, 2009. And it literally says it in the in the Genesis block. It says, you know, Chancer on the brink of the second bailout for banks like it's built into um, Bitcoin's legend. The idea of, you know, central banking being a scam, currency debasement. And what Javier is pointing out here is that Bitcoin is a response to central banking. People is a Bitcoin is a response to people wanting to use a better money. Now, this is really the only video of Javier Mali addressing Bitcoin directly. But I will tell you this, guys, if there is competition between different currencies, that is allowed to take place without government interference, the best currency will win. And I think the obvious answer there is Bitcoin, even against the dollar, right? You know, as as time has shown. Here's the infamous, inf I call it infamous because <laughs> depending really on how you see this, but this is the very, very famous interview that he did with Tucker Carlson that absolutely blew up. And he talks about the state, right? I know that he takes a certain political bent. You guys know the deal on Simply Bitcoin. We don't lean left or right. We stand for freedom, Bitcoin, peace, prosperity, opportunity versus slavery, which is fiat, censorship, uh, control, poverty, nihilism, all of that stuff. We don't really lean left or right in the traditional fiat sense. 
But anyways, let's check out what he has to say in relation to talking about the state itself. Donald Trump is running for president in the United States, as you know. What advice would you give him? Que continue con su lucha en contra del socialismo porque es uno de los pocos que entendió cabalmente que la pelea es contra el socialismo, que la pelea es contra los estatistas y comprendió perfectamente que la generación de riqueza proviene del sector privado. Es decir, el Estado no crea riqueza, el Estado la destruye. El Estado no puede dar nada porque no produce nada y cuando lo quiere hacer, además, lo hace mal. Entonces, me parece que si yo, desde mi pequeño lugar lo, lo único que podría decirle es que redoble los esfuerzos en la misma dirección de defender las ideas de la libertad y de no darle tregua ni un solo segundo a los socialistas. Okay, and, and I just want to be specific, right? Because he's obviously, you know, taking the right wing approach and focusing on the socialists. But here's the thing. It's really not socialism versus, you know, whatever conservatism or, you know, uh, whatever it is. It's really collectivism against individualism, right? And what he represents is individualism. There's two sides to the collectivism story. There's actually multiple sides. You could put communism in there. You could put socialism in there. You could also put fascism in there, right? So as Bitcoiners, we are not collectivists. We are individualists. And we know that if the individual has the freedom uh, to you know, pursue life, liberty, and happiness, things generally end up good for the rest of society, right? You know, they like, they want to build businesses. They want to, you know, build prosperity for their own, uh, for their own family. But the bigger the state, the bigger the state gets involved, the more they not only hampen that process, but they actually also act parasitic in nature, right? They, 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 they drain the energy out of society. I mean, the way that Breedlove described it was perfect, right? That's what central banking is. And make no mistake, the way that it's currently set up and the reason that you see the legacy corporate media attacking it the way it is, is that the state and the central bank have this evil alliance where the state is using the central bank in order to fund expenses that they couldn't normally afford with tax revenue alone. They pay for it through the hidden tax of inflation. And because people are not aware of it, people just turn the other way. And then I think that even the more evil part is the fact that politicians use the divide and conquer strategy masterfully. And basically they blame the opposing political party when they're in power to distract everyone from the issue at hand which is regardless whether it's a Democrat or Republican, they print money and therefore they debase everyone's currency. They steal their time and energy. That's why it's such a big deal that this guy won because it's not only about, oh, it's all the left's fault, you know, in his case, but he's correctly identifying the source of the issue 
which is central banking itself and what central banking enables the state to do, right? Which is, this is so huge. This is a big deal. Here is, um, again, please put the political rhetoric aside. Here is, holy shit, Argentina. Wait, 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 Nico, before you go on, uh, can you read the quote that he was quoted there in that tweet for the audio, the English listeners in the last, the last one, uh, the state? Yeah, yeah. So the so the quote is the state can give you nothing because it produces nothing, right? And then um, the one under the one under the like under the video. And then it says the state does not create wealth; the state destroys it. And uh, someone responds, a Bitcoiner that says, "One of the greatest statements in history." Yeah, I forgot to translate that part. Thanks, Opti. Yeah. Um, then it goes on to say. Um, uh, holy shit, Argentina just elected Javier Mali as the as the next president. History has been made today. Elon Musk responded with, prosperity is ahead for Argentina. And I know what a lot of you guys are thinking. As Bitcoiners, you're inherently distrustful of politicians, rightly so. That is a good attitude to have. Here's Jimmy Song. He says, I have no idea if Millet will live up to his promises. But he does prove that the promises he's making, eliminating the central bank, severely reducing government, and not going along with the World Economic Forum agenda is what people want. And I think that's a very, very big deal. Uh, moving on, here is Hoddlenot. He goes on, uh, to responding to Magoo, because Magoo says, another politician has been elected that won't solve any of your problems. Hoddlenot says, breaking news, big positive change is a result of many small, small positive changes. Politicians generally suck, but wield great power to make lives better or worse for people. The direction we are moving matters greatly, even though it is no way, it no way marks the finish line. And I think that's what a lot of people have to understand. Here's Fernando. He Fernando is the director of marketing and communications director at Blockstream. And it says, observing some highly regarded takes from Bitcoiners who seem to have limited grasp of Argentina's complexities. Malay's victory isn't just political. It's about a narrative of freedom, open commerce and defending private property winning today. I don't think these Bitcoiners really understand how deep Argentina's cultural challenges run. This election is a massive first step in shifting mindsets, a fight for liberty that Malay has championed for years. His win is a clear signal that his ideas resonate wildly. Yes, Malay is a politician. Yes, the nature of politics means not all promises could be kept. The system demands compromises, but labeling him non-ANCUP enough or a status cuck comes from a place of detachment. Keyboard warriors unironically believe this. Keyboard warriors don't understand the massive task of battling the hydra-like beast of the Argentina's state complexities. I don't either, but the least I do, the least I can do is stand together with someone who's willing to do it. And I can't emphasize this enough because as a Bitcoiner, I think we all have that idea of, you know, the belief from the sovereign individual that eventually information technologies and technologies like Bitcoin and the ability for people not only to seek out their own information, but also to pick and choose what money they want to use will make politics irrelevant over the long run. But during the transition, politics are relevant. And that's just a reality. Here's Sam Callahan. And he says, if Malay follows through and supports Bitcoin adoption, then this could be a landmark moment. To put things into perspective, Argentina ranked 23rd in GDP. El Salvador ranks 101 first. It could set off a domino effect of nation state adoption that will make the IMF shook. Yes, I guarantee that. Uh, Christine Lagarde definitely cried herself to sleep last night due to Javier Mali's victory. 
but yeah, uh, I think that covers it all. What what happened? Who is this individual? Um, literally breaking central banks and shit. Uh, but yeah, this is a historic moment. First libertarian president. He's going to have an uphill battle because I think the administrative state of Argentina is going to try to fight him tooth and nail. Um, but uh, but yes, I think people are, are waking up. And I, and I tweeted this out as a joke yesterday. Now we know the game plan, guys. All we need is 143% inflation. Well, people will literally vote against the central bank. That's all we need. That's the game plan. Anyway, Zach, what are your thoughts? And then we'll move on to Opti. I think you said it pretty perfectly. Um, I think people are waking up to the real source of the problem. Uh, the only thing I'd add is I, I hope he has some really good security. Yeah, <laughs> you could definitely say that. I mean, it's, uh, it's yeah, I, I would, I, for someone like that, coming that hard against central banks and, and identifying it as the source of the problem and rallying 60% of the population to support him with that, as a potential to spread throughout all of South America and hopefully the whole world. I mean, he probably has a pretty big target on his head right now. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. He, and he did mention that in his victory speech last night, he did say something like, um, basically he was asking the, the States of Argentina to respect his win and mm -hmm. to, to facilitate the transition of power. Uh, it was an indirect ask, but it was, you could tell that, he wouldn't say something like that if he wasn't expecting some type of resistance coming his way. A hundred percent. And I, the way that that Fernando described it was really fitting about, uh, you know, the the Argentinian bureaucracy, the, the Argentinian administrative state being this Hydra like beast. I can't even imagine the U.S. like, holy cow. Oh, my God. That that must like that must be like a mega Hydra, like a Kraken. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts, brother? Yeah, I mean, first thought is probably my cynical knee-jerk reaction as well. You know, I, I think we've all just been burnt so much by politicians that even electing a politician that says what we believe is kind of like, we, we're all kind of like, uh, the, like, I want to like him and I really want him to do good, but I'm not going to hold my breath because who knows, again, after all, he is a politician. But with that being said, I think this is a victory for every one of us because it does show that the dominoes are shifting. The Overton window has moved. And the fact that the Argentinian people didn't look at Malay and were like, he is a lunatic because some of the sound bites that, that we were hearing at the time was like, yo, like he's out there, like he's breaking the Overton window. And yet, the Argentinians are like, no, that's our guy. Like he's our man right there. Like we don't want central banks. We're poorer than ever. And the fact that that signal is spreading and people have latched onto it and people believe that what he's saying is going to be good for the nation. I think it is, is proof that the Overton window is spreading and, and people are looking for solutions. So again, you know, will Malay, you know, walk back a lot of the stuff that he said, only time will tell. I hope that he, is more of a revolutionary like Bukele because Bukele has shown that you can actively change your country in what two years. And if Argentina does the same thing, like that is a big domino that will fall again. The GDP numbers that you showed is absolutely incredible. You know, El Salvador isn't really a player on the, on the global stage, but Argentina is Argentina was one of the richest nations in the world. And hopefully they can they go won back. The world, they won the world cup, bro. Well, not only that, I mean, that's minor dude. Who cares about football? <laughs> it's really like it just goes to show that people are tired of doing 
the same thing over and over and over again. And especially in a country like Argentina, it's very obvious that the politicians have been corrupt. And Malay goes out there, puts it all on blast, and everyone's like, yeah, that's our man. Like, I... I, I like what he's saying. Freedom does sound good. Like, why are we holding a, a peso that is going up 140% in inflation? And yes, I, I hear people in the chat, and I have saw, saw the same kind of cynicism on Twitter. The idea like, oh, he's really just a dollar maxi. Well, guys, like... You, it's, a step, you, it's a step, it's a step in the step right in the, direction. Exactly. Like, it's it doesn't happen. In the right direction. Like, even the conversation we're going to have about self-custody in a minute. Like, it doesn't happen in one fell swoop, guys. Like, there's baby steps to get to where we need to go and this is one of those steps and you know if malay is able to kick out central banks you know eliminate all of uh the government programs out there right their country like this is going to be Hi, a huge Hi, Opti. <laughs> economic <laughs> minister argentina no they you know, I, I could never come close to safe dean so oh, they, they should, they should figure right. someone else so let's let's end it with this uh before we we move on to the culture um because i think this is this is the exciting stuff this is really what what i'm excited about so uh max kaiser says president mukele has a bitcoin vision javier mali is turning that vision into a political movement the global Bitcoin movement will see the end of central banks and nation states. Stacy, his wife, follows up with first we had the leader. Now we have a possible first follower. Then we will have a movement, right? Very exciting stuff. Um, here is Max Kaiser directly moving to uh, tagging Naim Bukele. He says, Mr. President. Do we have your okay for the Bitcoin team to fly to Argentina representing El Salvador and invite Javier Mali to dine at the presidential palace here in El Salvador and talk Bitcoin with you and the team? And Max Kaiser responded with a green light, a literally a literal green light gif. So that is definitely, definitely good news. And last thing I'll play for you guys is a 40 second, 40 second clip of someone asking him about uh, how Bukele shrank the state, how Bukele fixed things, even though Bukele didn't have congressional approval and congressional support. Uh, very interesting what uh, Javier Millet had to say. Let's check it out. And again, it's in Spanish, so I'll translate. Did you see how Bukele shrank the state? Yes. How would you do something like that? And then Javier Mali says, without a doubt, I would. So he said, so fewer senators, fewer congressmen, fewer, fewer mayors. It's obvious. When you change the tax redistribution system, you will see how people rationalize it. La Constitución del 94 dijo que había que haber una nueva ley de coparticipación, no hay nada. Bueno, entonces vamos a ir a buscar, digamos, que hagan lo que tenían que hacer. Cuando dice, no, no puedo poder gobernar porque no tiene, no tiene Congreso, que no sé qué cosa. So you won't be able to govern because you don't have support from the Congress. Todas esas cosas que hice. ¿Sabes con cuánto arrancó Bukele? You know how much with Bukele started? No sé. Cero. Know. He started with zero support. Entonces, cuando vos sabes lo que hay que hacer, you know you do, sabes cómo hacerlo, it, sobre todas las cosas, tenés la convicción. And you have the conviction to do it, ¿Viste la de Bukele? So, I mean, he's obviously, Javier Mali knows who Bukele is, and he's seen what Bukele has done. So, yeah, man, uh, exciting, exciting stuff. And I'm sure Max Kaiser 
and Stacy will follow through. Anyways, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Kaboom Rex. It is the best place to buy, sell, host mining equipment. You have to check out their racks. You could sell, you could buy mining equipment with them. They have a massive inventory. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now. It'll take you directly to their Telegram marketplace where it makes purchasing their products easy and transparent. You could sell your mining equipment with them, access their vast network of domestic and international customers when you sell your mining equipment with them. Check out their racks. Kaboom racks. Alrighty, buddy. Let's get to the culture and talk about self-custody. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. Okay, so I tweeted this out and... I had a terrible experience on on Friday. Terrible experience with family members. I, Run it. Like, give them the whole context. The whole context. Okay. So it was without doxing. It was someone's. It was a celebration. We were celebrating something with my family, and without me forcing this conversation on anybody, everyone just started to bring up Bitcoin. And then when they started bringing up Bitcoin and the questions that they were asking and the type of conversations they were asking, like I, I put one, one and two together, whatever, however that expression is said. And I was like, there's a very high probability that 95 to 99% of the people in this room have absolutely no idea what the current state of their self-custody setup is. So I started asking some questions. And nobody had any effing idea what their self-custody setup was to the point that one of my family members looks like they just lost their seed words altogether, right? So that made me come to the conclusion, and I tweeted this out 9.20 on a Friday, 9.20 p.m. on a Friday, and it it blew up. So obviously this is on the minds of a lot of freaking people. And I said, unpopular opinion, self-custody is currently too challenging for the average person. Because before that experience that I had, I was like, it's so easy. It's 12 words. It's like, it's like you write down 12 words, 24 words. You buy yourself a passport, bada bing, bada boom. It's done. You have self-custody. Fuck no. No. People (laughs) just don't care. They don't give a flying fuck. They just don't care. And, you know, it sucks because I think exchanges... And, uh, you know, we'll take advantage. They're just like, look, I'm, I have my Bitcoin. It's on Robinhood. I have my BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF. I'm okay. I Like, so that's complicated. That's difficult. And that's exactly what I experienced on Friday. And then I love what the foundation guys replied. They said, Envoy, our mobile app, let, lets you sell, set up a self-custody hot wallet in only 60 seconds without writing anything down. As long as you're logged into iCloud or Google, restoring your wallet is automatic and instant. And then I loved Zach's response. He said, on it, like a good entrepreneur should should respond to that because I saw a lot of Bitcoiners saying, you know what? It's just not for everyone. So Opti, let's sandwich Zach one more time. There we go. All right, Zach. Uh, Opti still has his screen protector on. 
Yeah, I, I, dedication. I, I'm uh, I, I want to keep it pretty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, like, my, mine is mine. Like I, it's been battle tested. I've, yeah, I've wow. run this bad boy through through some things. You know, <laughs> I, I keep it on my phones as well. I want to make sure that you know I don't mess up my screens because uh, your boy's a savage over here and uh, I mess everything up. <laughs> So you're one, you're one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like peeling it. the plastic off of everything personally, you know, but uh, as soon as I get it, you just want to keep it pretty. There's, you that, know? there's that high you get, you know, from, from the <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Zach, what, what, like, what is going on here, dude? Yeah. Um, you like, first of all, Zach, great entrepreneur. I've known Zach for a very long time. I think we started our careers in this space roughly around the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've known you a long time and you, you definitely, this is your business. Like Opti and I were just like, okay, how do we inset people? How do we break the Bitcoin echo chamber information, narrative, trench warfare? We're winning. Right. So we have to think about those stuff on a daily basis because we make content, but you as an entrepreneur who makes Bitcoin hardware wallets, that question that I asked on Twitter is a question that you guys have definitely asked internally. So what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I agree with you fully that self-custody is just too hard right now for the average person. And it's why we started the company in the first place back in uh, April of 2020. And we've been working to make it easier. And I think we've made progress, but I think there's still a long way to go. Um, for some reason, there's a lot of people in the Bitcoin space, a lot of companies that think that self-custody is not for everyone you know, they say it's not for everyone, or they'll draw comparisons between, you know, learning how to drive a car, say, well, you have to put 100 hours in, you know, you have to learn, you have to train. And I think that's important. I mean, I think everyone should know how it works. I think, you know, you should watch videos, you should read articles. I mean, our head of customer experience, for example, is, is Bitcoin Q&A, who has an amazing site for himself, you know, Bitcoiner.guide, where he's been educating people for years. We also have a lot of material educating people, but I don't think education is enough. And I don't think the attitude of it's not for everyone is enough because we don't want a world where 95% of the Bitcoin is through BlackRock ETFs and, and basically in Coinbase, because all these ETFs are using Coinbase. You know, we don't want that world. We want to push for a world where it's the opposite where 95% of Bitcoin is in the hands of the individual. And that's good for so many reasons, right? That's good for price appreci appreciation, if you look at it as an investment, because it makes rehypothecation impossible. Um, that's great to be able to use Bitcoin and interact with it and spend it and receive it and build you know, a circular economy where Bitcoin is the actual currency. So in my mind, it's, it's imperative that companies do everything that they can to try to lower the barriers, you know, to self custody, to make it easier. So we've done a little bit of that with passport. The default setup flow for passport is you actually back up the device to an SD card and we give you a 20 digit code. So just 20 numbers that you can store anywhere. You could write them down. You could store them in your password manager. You could put them, you know, in your notes app. It's okay. If those 20 numbers touch the internet, because you need access to the physical micro SD card backup. Um, so that's that's a great start for people because they don't have to worry as much about writing down these words. If someone finds the words, they don't have to worry about losing all their money. Uh, we, of course, you know, support and encourage seed words as well. And we are, for future devices, 
working on other ways where we can make that onboarding process even easier. I think there's a lot of cool stuff out there like social recovery, um, you know, things like that, uh, that are interesting, but I think they're also really challenging to do right. We've seen Ledger do the wrong thing with Ledger Recover. Um, and we definitely do not want to go down that road. We'll not go down that road, but we'll introduce our own ways to make it a little bit easier. But I'm really proud of what we did with our mobile app Envoy. We haven't really advertised Envoy too much because up until recently, it's been just a mobile app for people who have Passport to do onboarding firmware updates and have a basic you know, Bitcoin uh, watch-only wallet that's connected to your Passport. Uh, but a few months ago, we released Hot Wallet functionality on Envoy meaning that Envoy can be your standalone Bitcoin mobile wallet, your first experience with Bitcoin. And as you mentioned, we have this thing called magic backups that we set up. And it, we called it that, even though it sounds a little cliche, because it really is magical. You literally tap the setup button, it spins the little progress bar, and after like 20 seconds, you have your mobile wallet and it's all backed up and it's fully sovereign. The 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 how uh, of, of how we do that is we actually store some stuff in either iCloud keychain or Google's equivalent, which is all end-to-end -end encrypted. Um, and then we take an encrypted backup and we store that backup on our server. Our server doesn't know anything about you. It doesn't know your name. It doesn't know your email. There's no sign up. There's no KYC or anything like that. Your identifier is just a hash of your seed. So we don't know who you are. You can also one tap in the app and connect over Tor, you know, if you want even more privacy, but you have that backup then you have some stuff stored on, on iCloud Keychain or, or Google's equivalent. So if you lose your phone, you literally just open up Envoy on a phone as long as you're logged into the same iCloud or Google account, it restores all your money. Now, this is just a hot wallet, right? So like we would never do this for a hardware wallet, for a cold wallet. But I think we also have to get people practicing, you know, and, and feeling comfortable about storing their keys. So like you have a friend, you have a family member. They have their Bitcoin and Coinbase on Robinhood, on Cash App. You know, they download Envoy. It, the setup is so fast. It's so easy. They move like a hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin, a couple hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin into their hot wallet. They feel more comfortable. Then it's really easy to buy a passport connected to Envoy and move your larger stack into it. And so that's the kind of things we're working on. We're, we're dedicated to this. And, and, and I think, you know, we'll have some cool stuff, uh, sometime next year with new products where hopefully we make it, you know, even easier to do the, uh, the setup, but surprisingly, or maybe unsurprisingly, you know, uh, it is actually really hard for an average person to, to store 12 words safely over a long period of time. And, um, you know, I, I still think that's the best way to do it, but, uh, we have to be able to, you know, get, I think the masses into, uh, into self-custody. A hundred percent. I mean, that, that is, that is the revolution is, is millions upon millions of individuals taking self custody. Now there's, there's another service that you guys offer on, on, uh, on foundation devices. You guys offer the concierge onboarding, right? We do. Yeah. Where you could set up a, you know, a, I'm assuming it's with Bitcoin Q and a, it is right now. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been running, we haven't really pushed it cause we've been, uh, we've been seeing how it goes. Uh, so we might expand that team, you know, as needed. But um, it is with Bitcoin Q and A. Yeah. So guys, if you if you you know buy yourself a passport wallet, and if you're still confused on how to set it up, on the Foundation Devices website, you can set up a uh, what would you, a setup an onboarding process. 
So we it's we call it concierge, concierge. Setup, right? And so concierge what we do setup. is we have a um a phone call uh with QA. It's on a Jitsi server actually self-hosted by us. So it's like not on Zoom or Google Meet or anything like that. So you don't have to worry that like someone's listening in and he'll walk you through, you know, anything, uh, either the basic setup where you're kind of setting up passport with Envoy, but maybe you want to do a multi-sig, you want to use Sparrow, you want to do more advanced stuff, you want to use passphrases, kind of got like, I think, I think we do an hour session. It might be an hour and a half and uh, you get all your questions answered. And so that's worked really well. Uh, you could just buy it with one click when you're buying a passport on our website. And I wish more companies did this, you know, in the hardware wallet space, because a lot of the barrier to entry here is just being afraid, you know, thinking if you make a mistake, you're going to lose all your money. And so there's this like petrifying fear, you know, you have your coins on, on Robin hood and you want it. I'll, you have no idea how many times people come up to us and said that they have the hardware wallet in the drawer. Usually it's a cold card, but you know, don't take my word for it. It's just in the drawer. They, they heard about it. A friend told them to get it, you know, something like that. And it's just sitting there and they never set it up and they come and they kind of whisper it to us at the booths, you know, at the conferences. And so I think just having that expert to help guide you through it is, is massive. And so hopefully that'll continue to go well. We're not doing it to make money. We're doing it as like a, uh, you know, just help people uh get started so it's it's never going to be something we're like profiting profiting from the concierge onboarding but i think i think we're gonna gonna keep doing it even as the company uh scales yeah and in the and like that, that that's the experience that i i i ran into on in like on friday <laughs> just <laughs> like i uncle jim my entire family right and i'm sure some of you guys might be listening and then I was just like, you guys have absolutely no idea. If I disappeared tomorrow, you guys' Bitcoin would be safe, 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 safe. But you guys would have absolutely no clue how to access it. And that's a problem. <laughs> that's an issue. You know? And, and so, by, by the way, like, there's a lot of really complex stuff that, I, I mean... You know, you ask you ask five Bitcoiners how to self custody. They'll all tell you five different things. But you know, a lot of people are pushing things like multisig, for example. It's so much harder to deal with what happens if I'm gone with multisig. And I, and I'm not like I'm not against multisig, right? I think there's a place for all these things. But the idea that a new Bitcoiner is going to come in, do like some three of five multisig with all these different devices. Um, go through that entire onboarding setup, um, dox themselves to another company that that you know if, if it's collaborative, or do some use something like Sparrow and go through one of these tutorials, and then like okay, what what happens if you get hit by a bus? Right, your, your family's not going to be able to figure that out. So at least it's easier to write down the twelve words or have an SD card backup or something, right? And then you know tell your 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 spouse or children or whatever. Um, give them instructions about how to access that, how to find it, you know, how to set something up. At, at least that is um, workable. And so I think complexity is the is the enemy here. I think the idea is try to make things as, as simple as possible for someone new to feel confident that they're not going to make a mistake because I suspect that way more Bitcoin is lost by people making mistakes um, than it is from people getting, you know, hacked. 
A hundred percent. And that already happened to one of my family members. Yeah. You know, they were just like, so like it's gone. And it was like a nice chunk of change. And and it's like, so it's gone. I'm like, yeah, I told you to write down <laughs> like those are your, I'm like the way that I describe seed words when I when I when I set up when I set it up for someone, I always say if I look at them straight in the eye with like total seriousness and I'm like, these words are your life. They are your money. If you lose them, you know, your money is gone. And people don't really understand that like concept like they don't get it like they and i think it has to do with like they're so used to having that 1-800 number mm -hmm. or that banker that they can just like oh it's my bank like or like the apple care team right but it's like no your words are gone like you they're gone like you're like they're gone forever you know but then i tried to like you know console this person i said listen like uh, Satoshi says that if you lose some Bitcoin, it just makes everyone a little bit wealthier. So thank you, you know, and I was gonna say that. <laughs> this person didn't react quite well to that. But at the same time, you know, it, it is what it is. But it, you learn thank that you, Nico's family member. Appreciate you learn, the donation. You learn, that, you learn that lesson one time. You really learn that lesson one time and you never you never make that lesson again. You, you just don't. Because it's like, it's just like, holy, sh this is painful. This is painful. So, so yeah, man. Hey, one, la one last question before we move on. Um, Zach, we, we had a good comment in the chat. First is, I think, the, the low-hanging question of, is the self-custody problem something that is solvable? And someone said in the chat, what do you think self-custody looks like in 10, 20 years from now? I mean, I think it's definitely solvable. I think we're going to have to experiment a little to figure out what it looks like and what works. Um, I think some combination of um, whether it's in my mind, some combination of um, storing something physical as a backup um, storing, whether it's multi-sig or pieces of a key on some of your other devices, like maybe something stored on the Envoy app, you know, on your phone, maybe some element of social recovery. So like as Nico saying, if you have, you know, family members or, or really close friends, if, if you're already having conversations, intimate conversations about Bitcoin self-custody, I, I do think there's some aspect where a social recovery thing could work where you kind of split up the, you know, the seed and, and store pieces of it with like very close family or very close friends where uh, they're kind of safeguarding it in case you need it. I'm also really interested in things like degrading multi-sig setups where you would have like a, two or three multi-sig that falls back to a one of one over time, or even like signing time lock transactions where if you do lose all your money, you wait six months, a year, and then it like comes back into your Coinbase account. That'd be pretty cool. So you kind of have like that emergency mm. feature where just in case you, you have to wait some period of time, but like you're going to get the money back. You're just going to have to wait a little bit. So I think there's some, those are just a few different like areas that we're talking about within the company but I think there's some combination of these where if you do it in a smart enough way, most people will be able to set it up and most people will never actually lose their money, even if something goes wrong. And if we can pull that off, which I, I really hope we can, I think that's going to really just unlock self-custody for the next wave of people. And I think we need to do it before the next bull market really hits. Because could you imagine like over a hundred million people coming in as new Bitcoiners over the next 18 months. And they're all going to like BlackRock. 
yeah. Coinbase or Robinhood. I mean, that's in my mind, that's the disastrous uh, scenario. It would be a fail. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right, Opti, before we move on, could we sandwich Zach one more time with our passports? You guys are going to are going to make them think that we're sponsoring this. Uh, no, this isn't program. sponsored at all. <laughs> I didn't, just, just for the record, I, I did not want to be sandwiched. I did not ask for it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. This segment is not sponsored by Foundation, but the new segment is sponsored. But no, I, I reached out generally, like, honestly, guys, because yeah. Zach had the only good response to my comment. <laughs> like, there is no one else in. There was like, there was Matt. There's people that are angry. There's people just like Bitcoin isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Zach was. Like the only entrepreneur, because this is what this is the whole point of entrepreneurism is like you have to solve problems. Yeah. Um, you were just like, Yeah, I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna try to tackle this problem. Um, but that's what it's all about, right? Do we want hyper bitcoinization? Do we want uh just an elite few to hold all the Bitcoin, the potential risks of rehypothecation, or do we truly believe Bitcoin is for everyone? I believe Bitcoin is for everyone, yeah. right? But what I experienced on Friday is that just everyone isn't ready for Bitcoin just yet with its current UI, um, with the way that things are currently structured. And one, one last thing before we move on, Zach, this kind of reminds me of, um, like back in the nineties, like the early, the eighties, nineties, like back in the early computing, you know, the, the, the theory was that everyone was going to have a personal computer at home, Mm -hmm. right? That was the theory. It came out kind of true. What they got wrong is that, yes, people were going to have a personal computer, but the personal computer was going to be an iPhone, right? It was going to be a device that made it extremely easy for human beings to interact with it. And it didn't feel like they were interacting with a computer. Like you look at the computer and it has a fucking ugly ass keyboard and it kind of opens up in this like non-human way. This is like literally a piece of glass that you use your fingers to touch. It's like it's made for humans, right? So the reason I'm bringing that up is I don't think we've had that moment yet in Bitcoin. I think that we're designing things for people that are computer native. They're comfortable with using certain types of technologies, but I think we haven't really quite seen things be designed for the everyday person. I think you guys have done an incredible job at doing that. Cause this just reminds me of, you know, the Nokia phones. It's really beautiful. It has the gold back, right? The copper back. Um, but yeah, what's your take on that, man? Because I think that the only the wallet of Satoshi, I would say mm-hmm. is something that you can download and you can immediately start receiving sats. And I know a lot of Bitcoiners like, no, it's custodial, F you, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, name me another wallet that isn't as easy to set up. Like, name me one. Like, isn't that a good stepping stone to getting someone in the door, I would say? It's tough. Well, firstly, I agree with you about the computer stuff. And I think what we're doing with Passport right now, more like the iPod than the iPhone. You know, I think we still need to really push on new form factors and easier ways to interact with the devices. But I, and, and we will do that by the way, next year. Um, but, you know, I think there's a, there's an overall problem within the Bitcoin space where you have 
people pushing tools that are custodial or that offer better UX while completely compromising on Bitcoin's values. So Wallet of Satoshi is a good example. Does anyone even know who runs Wallet of Satoshi? I mean, you get the easy onboarding experience, but you're it's, you're just using a custodial wallet. And so you're, you're pushing for the user experience, but you're completely compromising on the values. And I would say something like Ledger Recover, which is like, this is the third time I'm going to bash them on here and not the last time probably i will um, uh, i might have a meme here <laughs> but like you're you know they're they're saying well we solved the ux problem but they're completely compromising and and destroying these values of um you know openness self-custody control freedom um even others in the space that i thought were good uh, I mean, good actors, you have someone mentioned in the chat, BitKey fixes this, which is Block's upcoming hardware wallet. I wrote a whole blog post about this on my personal blog, uh, zherbert.com. They're, they're basically sending everyone's, or they will be if this product comes out, they're going to be sending every single person's information of all their transaction details and history to the centralized server. And we already have Bitcoin multisig solutions that do that today. And so I think what's happening is you have the groups of people that are saying Bitcoin isn't for everyone. Self-custody is hard. You have to learn. You have other <laughs> this little, I got a little triggered by, by Vicky. We don't have to go too into it, but you have the groups that are saying it's really hard. Then you have the group saying we're going to make it easy, but they're completely compromising on the principles. And then you have companies like us that are saying, well, we can make it easy, but we got to be careful that we don't compromise on the principles and we do it the right way. And that's the hardest path. We're not the only ones doing that, right? There's other great teams in the space that are doing that. But I think like everyone in Bitcoin needs to do a little bit of self-policing. You know, you see a company or a team come out there and say, uh, we're making it so much easier to use. Um, but if they're completely violating the principles of sovereign Bitcoin use, you should probably call them out on that, right? Instead mm -hmm. of getting all excited and... I think, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot more of that. And I, and I think that's what we, what we need. But I mean, I agree largely that we haven't had the iPhone moment yet. I hope we are going to be the ones to, you know, introduce that iPhone moment. Um, we are going to be working on lightning with an envoy though. And if we can keep the envoy onboarding user experience for our mobile app with magic backups, and we can get lightning in there and we can get you onboarded with sovereign lightning instead of using something like Wallet of Satoshi, I think we have a good chance of nailing that sometime next year. So we're mm. like, uh, we're full steam ahead on all that stuff. We've been pretty heads down. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. Someone on Rumble, John Pleb on Rumble goes, all I'm hearing is we're still so early. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, look at look at the market cap. I mean, we printed 6 trillion, but the market cap isn't even 1 trillion. I mean, we are so much earlier than people think. And this is, I think this month is my 10 years now in Ooh. Bitcoin. And, and like, we're still barely done anything, right? It's 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 just insane to think about how early we are. A hundred percent. This is just very the first innings, uh, you know, and strap on your seatbelts because it's going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy ride. All right, everybody, definitely check out the Passport by Foundation Devices. Scan the QR code. Get yourself uh, a hardware wallet. Highly, highly recommend it. Opti, should we should we review some memes? 
We should. I was going to say, please don't do another sandwich, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can't handle it. <laughs> All right. Let's meme review it. The Daily Meme Review. He said right, no guys. more sandwich, and we started off with this. <laughs> I said there might be a meme here. Uh, you got sh- to show the video. You guys, you have to show the Ledger video before. Yeah, okay. we, oh, yeah. we need okay, to give okay. context. We need All right, context. guys. So you know the deal. This is the meme review where you guys send us memes on Twitter. Tag me at Simply Bitcoin TV or drop them in our Telegram group, t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. Join the Telegram great conversation in there constantly but i need the tweets guys so i can give people their their due diligence their credit uh but you already know the deal tweet to the bullets memes of the artillery we are in an information war get the calls of actions out there ridicule the corporate press ridicule the, the central bankers and of course make some funnies so your friends head stay in the game okay so uh here we have this video of ledger uh, I guess that they is made this, this the founder. Is this the founders act? No, this is some celeb or something they're collaborating with. I don't know who these guys are. Okay, guys. So for the audio listeners, there's an orange ledger hat and there is a ledger. And apparently their new innovation is a hat <laughs> where you can put your ledger in it. For it's, a brain, it it's, it's a brain wallet, bro. Literal brain wallet. <laughs> Shouts out to the huge wrench. That's going to take your head off. <laughs> you guys see terrible this? Even, idea. Even better, you put the ledger in the pocket that says ledger so there's, there's a pocket there's a pocket on each side right so if you want good opsec put it in the other pocket no one's gonna, no one's gonna check that one no one's gonna know no one will know which pocket your ledger is on your hat i mean can you believe these these were the guys earlier in the year they did like the necklace like the ledger on, yeah. on your neck well, I mean, what the hell are these guys doing what, what what like think about these meetings within ledger they're just they're just turning themselves into a meme at this point you know the gold chain you know like the gold right. chain with the dollar sign <laughs> like they're like yo let's just do the same thing <laughs> well right. this is also they they can't ship their new they, their their new product is still delayed it was supposed to ship in like march or april it's now almost end of year there's been no word from them and so instead of like working on the product over there this is like only their second device they're like two generations in after a decade and all they can do is ship it with new colors or collabs with celebrities and make like hats and necklaces. I mean, at this point, it's getting to be an embarrassment. They're like a billion dollar, you know, valuation company. So I don't I don't know what's going on over there. But we had some fun this morning watching this video. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, that's not the meme. I mean, they, they are a meme in themselves. Yes. But the meme is uh, Foundation Devices. Introducing the Foundation hat, complete with $5 wrench attack, escape helicopter blades, inspired by Ledger's fantastic new take when, on Optic. When are you guys releasing this? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and what, is the, what are the, like, dunce clown hats here? <laughs> And a foundation. I think this is a good idea, guys. I mean, think about it. Your passport just velcros on the side. We don't even we don't even have to pay the manufacturer to customize it because you just put the sticker of the foundation logo on the brim. And then if someone comes at, comes at you with a wrench, you just and you just float away. You know, so you just inspect your I mean, gadget away. Love it. We are may have we may have to sell this. Are you saying Seth for privacy approved this? I'm saying he Seth pushed this. One. I'm saying Seth is the one that actually tweeted this himself. Oh, <laughs> wow, Seth! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, great! Seth, All right. Seth, I don't know. Seth if, is leveling up. I, Seth has also joined our design team this this morning as honorary member. Because look at this. I mean, it's a work of art. 
this is how we break through to mainstream consciousness. Yeah, this, this is how is we get it. the masses. This is it. This is how you get the masses, bro. Oh my, my goodness. God. Okay, next meme is uh, <laughs> uh, there's a few there's a few uh, Argentinian memes here, obviously. So next one is by Julian Farr, and uh, it's a take on the "Don't Tread on Me" flag, but it's got a snake with Malay's hair and an Argentinian chainsaw. This I I would buy one of these as a flag. This this thing's pretty lit. Okay, next one. Another one. This is Empty Banks and he goes too soon and it's the classic guy with his girlfriend <laughs> looking at the girl in the red dress and his girlfriend's bukele and now every bitcoiner is looking at Millet. <laughs> too soon? Wait, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are, are we simply status now? I have no idea. Okay, next one is Nick Can't Mind. Shouts out to Nick. Actually, Nick is getting lazy on his personal account, but I love, I love his I love this theme that you do here nick and of course this is uh you know pokemon ash catch him and he goes argentina electing a bitcoin friendly president while bitcoin pumps into a new bull market and it's ash catch him with a tear an indian tear just looking at greatness happening in real time you just love to see it next one is by winicus and he's just got the argentinian Wine. flag and what's it uh, the Wine. mate club right is it mate? what is it the mate, mate? yeah mate. that's all right. And anyways, Lame. we have, uh, you know, Lame. Malay here laughing and clapping and it goes laughs and libertarian because it's just so good to win. And then, of course, this is Thanksgiving weekend for or week for us Americans over here. And we got P and he goes, can't stop, won't stop. And it goes me wasted at Thanksgiving. Aunt Linda, Elizabeth Warren says that Bitcoin finances terrorism and is bad for the environment. And it's the alien getting up time to debate coming out of your coma. <laughs> this is when you turn on is when uncle Jim and aunt Linda are trying to roast you and FUD Bitcoin. This is when the great conversations happen is at holiday dinners. Okay. And the last one is by Adam back. And he goes, laser ray till having day. And we got <laughs> this God, God candle, candle <laughs> literally going into heaven. This oh, is man. the way. This is the way. Oh, man. All right, guys, drop your meme review score in the chat over there okay. as we cover okay. ours live. And uh, we'll give our scores. I'm going to give it uh, the Bitcoin magazine withdrawal issue cover. No, say no to CBDCs, guys. This is the way. I'm going to give it a foundation power cell. Wow. Yeah. So okay. instead of it being the battery from the Matrix movie, it's the opposite. Should should I should I do it in honors for for Zach here? Look, I will <laughs> I'm not- I will I will un I will unmint this for Zach on live. Look at this. Oh my god. Oh, Ooh. unminted. I felt that. that was- wow. That was great. You're gonna, put that, you're gonna put that back on now, right? I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, what would you give those memes? Um, I got a secret passport prototype thing behind <gasps> here. So uh oh this, oh. this is uh oh what oh 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 dude docs almost doxed almost almost I actually almost. they're covered in my desk right here, but hopefully the cu- the camera cutoff is 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 good. Otherwise, I think it's perfect. My team's That's- gonna kill me it's right it's right there it's on the cusp you saw it here first simply bitcoin uh live release of new products (laughs) unbeknownst to zach okay all right let's uh actually wine's in the chat nico you know what that means yeah yeah since wine is in the chat guys please 
please check out our merch. You can go to simplybitcoin.com. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now, and you can get yourself either a Simply Bitcoin shirt or a Simply Bitcoin hoodie. And for the winners of last week's giveaway, we are sending out your merch. I saw it. I saw it. I got the notifications. Congratulations. Oh, and also, also, uh, Paul, I emailed you. Hopefully you're watching. I need your shirt size. I got everyone else's, uh, but you haven't responded to the email yet. So hopefully you respond to my email. And then we'll be shipping out your stuff. But if you guys want to support the show, uh, buy our merch or else wine will be angry and upset with us. So if you don't want, and we are working on some, some new designs for you guys. I'll get you the hats. I know you guys yell at me every single day. We're working on it. Same here, by the way, everyone's (laughs) asking for that. We tried the hat. It was a disaster. Like all the colors (laughs) were were wrong. One Um, day, one day. Soon, soon. Oh man. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. The music has started. Everyday Walking with Christ says, I give the memes a week-long trip with Max, Stacy, and Millie in Argentina. Whoa, 212 likes. Are we really at 212 Let's likes? Go. We're at 221 likes, baby. All right. Rave Elevator, I score the memes a chainsaw with a built-in cold card. <laughs> okay. Elaine, uh, score Bukele success in Malay election starts a revolution across Central and South America. Bitcoin takes over the world. Okay. Just the way. Bitcoin Poems Pro. I give the memes the book Mandibles. Great read for Bitcoiners. I agree. I agree. Uh, Tora Pottle meme score. A over a ton window movement. I don't get it. Phil Ruzo. Over uh, a ton window. Over a ton. Blo- Ooh, I, I want to get Zach's thoughts on this. Blocks distribution cash app brings cut self custody to the masses. Do you know what he's talking about? I think he's making a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wine kits. Wine. A nice shiny wall plate thanking Nico's uncle who lost his seed words and donating his stack to all of us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Tore up Hoddle. Bonus meme score. Nico getting to the post office. Trophy yellow smiling. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have a few on Rumble. Uh, Shouts out to you guys on Rumble. I know you guys yell at me for forgetting your meme scores sometimes, but I'm here. Narwhal Tacos, meme score. Becca already working on the passport, Sammy, for Zach. Okay, John Pled, meme score. Get your coins off exchange and ice bank myself. I don't get that one. Ice bank, ice. Yeah, I don't get it. We, We didn't run out of scores. We ran out of time. Yeah, exactly. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. I'm your host, Nico. This is my co-host, Opti, and our awesome guest, Zach. He is the founder and CEO of Foundation Devices. Guys, definitely get yourself a passport. Zach, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. If you enjoyed the show, smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. But the number one thing you could do to push this peaceful Bitcoin revolution is share Bitcoin content, share Bitcoin culture, share Bitcoin products, share Bitcoin everything. That's how we do it. Win over the hearts and minds of the masses. Spread the orange signal. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live.